0: Black back to the squad podcast this is big vj checking in today's conversation we're going to talk about were there any black folks in the americas prior to columbus finding quote-unquote discovering what we call america and prior to the slave trade were there any black folks living in what we call the americas right that's going to be today's conversation and in doing so, right, in our discussion, we're only going to use one source, right? We find that it's easier to keep up with the conversation, the comments, etc. If we just use one source, right, it'd be a lot easier. So, now I will say this, you know, um, on Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, see the engine and the fuel to the machine is comments, right? If you come visit and hang out with us, you'll notice that uh we don't ask you to subscribe we don't ask you to hit the like button you know those guys but you hit the like button (laughs) no we don't do that what we do ask is that you comment and also we ask that you share the video right that way we can increase in the comments now we're going to ask you to share this video with your uh afrocentric brothers right you know you know you got your partner that got the uh he got five or six dashikis and it's uh in his closet. He he's never going to Africa, but he got five or six dashikis in the closet, and he got the African mask and the African art all over his home. And uh <laughs> he be you know you catch him. He be talk, yeah, man, Ogun, right? He talk about all this West African stuff to feel that connection. <laughs> Make sure you invite him into today's conversation because again, we're going to be answering the question right: Were there any black folks? in the americas and then we're going to show you where they was and we're going to show you where they were at that time and most importantly where they are today right so this is going to be a very interesting conversation towards the tail end though right again comments is the few to the machine so we got a couple of comments and uh, we're going to address one and that's that term copper color right the the term copper color what does it really mean so what we're going to do is show it in context now of course if you go back to the archives right we got um we got a we got a piece in which we talked about copper color right we talked about it in detail it just means light skin it, it not it's not nothing really fancy it just means light skin uh, so it's a term that come out of Lime land uh it comes out of london liverpool Uh, England, UK, you know, whatever you want to call that place, that area, that's where that term came from. And they didn't have the science necessarily to break down shades like we do today. So we're able to say dark skin, dark brown, light skin, or we'll say uh, light bright damn near white. So what we're going to do is show you a context in which it was used in. So maybe that'll bring more clarity to that particular word, right? Today's source, though, we're going to use is called the human species, right? It's by Armand D. Cotofagays, 1879, London, right? This is what this publication come out of. You will notice on this platform that oftentimes we use sources from the 17th century, 18th and 19th century, especially when we talk about history, because... See, there was a period in this country where black folks wasn't allowed to read. So I often ask the question on the platform, when was black folks allowed to read? I never get an answer. I check the comment box all the time. I never get an answer. The reason why I do that is because some people got this idea that some writings and documents was used to confuse you or mislead you. And that can be true, right? But when you use that in the context of... This literature was written to confuse you then that had to be during the time that you was able to read because nobody's gonna write nothing to confuse you you couldn't even read by law like this wasn't even geared towards you 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 didn't get a chance to read later so I often encourage if you want to you know get down to the root of knowledge start reading the material that was printed and produced and published when our people was not allowed to read read that first Especially when you start talking about aboriginals and things of this nature because, see, in the 20th century and the 21st century, it's a narrative already written that all black folks come from Africa. And we know Africa is the home of the largest body of black people on the planet. We understand that we're okay with that. But we also understand that different continents had black folks on them as well so it's kind of weird right it's kind of weird like you get these afro-century cats right and they just be like you know everywhere you point at on a map you say oh, look they go china and they say you know what really black folks were the first one there africans was it the first one in china and then you could say well look at australia and they not say yo you know what you know africans was the first one to australia you say well damn look at europe you know what if you do the science Africans were the first people in Europe before white folk got there. And then you say, "Look at the Americas," and then they get quiet. You hear like the crickets chirping. <laughs> 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 they figured out a way to put Africans all over the planet, except America. Oh no, no, we came over here through the slave trade. Like slave trade, man, it's a whole lot of us over here, bro. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about that. How? many of our people was already here and then um many of our people was brought here also from africa so we're going to talk about everything for the most part right but yeah going back to the reason why i use old sources is because that's why right nobody's made this up to pull something over your head you, you see what i'm saying and again i'm still asking the question when did black folks get the ability or legality to be able to read, right? And then after we got that right, what was our people reading, right? And not only that, this publication comes out of London. So I can't see these folks saying, okay, one day this will get in the hand of a Texan or a Californian or somebody from New Mexico or Michigan or Florida or whatever. They're talking to each other, right? This is from one writer writing to his own people from Europe and then we just so happen to have it and we're going to read it today right we're going to use it as a source right and again the name of the book is the human species uh make sure you screenshot it 1879 london right we're going to go right down to the page um we're going to begin at 199 right last paragraph 199 but we're going to pick up on 200 right so let's uh let's pull that up real quick all right, and we got it pull it up. Last paragraph, page 199. And it says the, the equatorial current of the Atlantic opens a similar route leading from Africa to America. And there are some evidences, rare, it is true, showing that wrecks have been carried in this direction. It is possible, therefore, that the same may have happened to man. Okay, so what the writer is talking about, at this point is that they're looking at the migration of the human family, right? Because what's really going on is the European is trying to figure out where did the people in the Americas come from? I'm talking about all of the Americas, North and South and Central, right? Because in his mind, you know, it kind of goes biblical, right? They come from this position of Noah's Ark and that there was a period where the entire world was empty. Then you get off the Noah's Ark and this art could have uh it said turkey now they use turkey now but just in general life started in a european's mind in saudi or africa or the middle east or india somewhere and it migrated all over the planet right so he's watching currents right ocean currents and he's noticing that there's a current which becomes a trade route right from asia to california so much so that, you know, the Asians can throw trash out in the Pacific Ocean and it'll find its way to California, right? That becomes a current that becomes a trade route. Well, he also noticed when I say he, I'm talking about the Europeans, they also noticed the same thing in Africa. There's a current that's moving. It's a current which becomes a trade route. And that current goes from Africa to the americas now why are they pointing out these trade routes because they see people in the americas that look like africans and they're trying to figure it out okay these guys must have came over on the ship the only thing is the black folks that they seen in the americas they have no recollection of a place called africa that they came from or any landmass on the other side of the sea you, you see what i'm saying they don't have that right let's go to page 200 we should not therefore be surprised at finding in the new world representatives of races which seem to belong originally to the old world. We shall easily understand the multiplicity of American races, which is perhaps still contested by some of Morton's followers, but firmly established in the opinion of every unprejudiced person by the testimony of Humboldt and O'Bregni's classical work on La Hombre American. So let's stop there. Now, there was a time where prejudiced writers would just say, no, it's impossible. Black people couldn't be in the Americas. They got to come from Africa. And at this time, this writer in the 19th century is saying the unprejudiced writers, they see the facts for what it is. Black folks was in the Americas." So I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm letting you guys know right up the top. Yes, there was black folks in the Americas before the slave trade before right uh columbus even quote-unquote discovered this place and depending on what century you get your writings from they're going to talk about that but it's not going to be in the 20th century in the 21st century that's not like there are people that's trying to lie to you right some of that could be true but that's just a universal theme at this time because the hub of black folks is africa that's the reality so they're like yo you got to come out this hub some way somehow it has to be this way but in reality it does not really have to be that way if that makes sense right let's go down to the uh, second paragraph it says black populations have been found in America in very small numbers only and as isolated tribes in the midst of very different nations we're gonna come back to that that's important right such are the shireias of Brazil the black bees of saint vincent in the gulf of mexico the jamesi of florida we don't say jamesi anymore we say the uh the yamacy tribe right the dark complexion californians who are perhaps the dark men mentioned in keys traditions and by some old spanish adventures now we got to build on the second paragraph black populations have been found in america in very small numbers only and as isolated tribes in the midst of very different nations. Okay. So on Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, what do we always say? The black aboriginals found on the West was in Central America, South America, and the islands, right? When it comes to the territory of the United States, we see California. There's pockets in Florida. There's pockets, right? We're not looking for no black aboriginals out of Quebec in Michigan and Montana and Wisconsin. That's not so, right? It, it, it's not this thing that 50 million black Americans were really indigenous and they were somehow confused through the school system and tricked out of this spot. bop, bop, bop. You know, we heard the song and dance, right? Right. This That's hogwash. But now we have to come back to reality now. Right. Black populations were found small, isolated numbers in the midst of different nations, meaning that when you see these quote unquote Mongolian style, Right darker brown shaded Indians right like in the Amazon or the Mayans just know there was pockets of black folks that lived amongst these nations now they just didn't disappear what happened to them hold on hold on let's back up a little set let's back up let's back up let's back up a second now did they ever teach you that in school we went to all these schooling in America we are the most educated especially our women the most educated people on the face of what we call the United States right have you ever heard of such have you ever heard that there were any black folks already here nobody never heard of that now middle school right now high school you you saved us some money you ran down south you went to a HBCU when you got to the HBCU the historically (laughs) the historically black college right when you got down there did they tell you that there were black folks already here they surely if any institution is going to let you know that, it should be HBCUs. No. You don't come out knowing that there was black aboriginals. You come out being a Greek. <laughs> you step, you a Kappa and everything. <laughs> you barking and all this. But you don't even know after coming out of a historically black institution, black folks was in America. How could you not know that? Right? Shout out to the HBCUs. I ain't tripping my son. You know, he's a student at the HBCU, so I'm I just, you know, we're poking a little fun, but yeah. The truth of the matter is though we never heard this information before you know why because 20th century and 21st century writers is not giving it to you they're going off the universal narrative they're looking at the hub they're looking at africa and that's okay because you got i understand you got your wakanda um your helmet and everything you, you turn into the black panther every so often and um you got five or six dashikis in the closet <laughs> but nobody never told you there's a lot of people with your paint job was already here right and we're going to go back over where the writers they already know that these people are at right small pockets in different nations they say right the Shiraz in Brazil right the black Caribbeans of st. Vincent in the Gulf of Mexico do you know who they're really talking about the Garifune people right so you can go to the archives real black consciousness form podcast we talk about it and we say the garifunis are black aboriginals we show and prove right but if you you know we speak a lot of times with these google scholars and what they do they google what we say to see if we're right or wrong and then they say no you know what vj yo check this out v check this out i researched it I mean they just google searched it and they say man you know the Girafuni came from a tribe in africa right so they'll challenge me But they won't challenge google right they're not challenging google and to them i say this you know the garifuni people if you notice they mix up the dates they say that these people came over on the slave ship from west africa um and the slave ship crashed in 1635 or the slave ship crashed in uh, 1675 or 85 they mix up the dates that's number one that's the first thing they do number two is that you know let's go back we looked at a story from Alex Haley Alex Haley told us about roots now later we learned that Alex Haley stole the story right his whole thing is plagiarized he had to pay a half a ticket right for the fine nevertheless they show us these stories when these Africans they're on the slave ship they are chained up hands and feet now right so they want us to believe that the Garafuni people was coming over on a slave vessel and it crashed and somehow this crash killed all the devils that was over the ship right the captains the crew everything right they somehow died and the crash was so violent that it must have shook the chains off the feet and the hands of this vessel right and then they want us to believe that the people was able to get off the ship and create a new language in less than a hundred years Right so because they're telling us they're from another tribe in West Africa see but the problem is the tribe that they supposedly come from they don't speak the same language They don't even have similarities in language meaning the word that they have for mom is not the same or dad or son or daughter is not the same The word that they have for God is not the same. It's all different So where do they pick up this new language from because they were isolated on the island? Right, I give an example if you give 600 guys, right? 600 guys 600 girls from Detroit you take all 1200 of us and you throw us on the island in the Pacific Ocean somewhere and you come back 200 years later. we're still gonna speak English One on an island we're not gonna learn no new language less than 100 years no it's not happening but they expect us to believe this about the Garifunis no it doesn't make sense and if you look at the Garifunis history so much so that watch this they tell us that there was a, sh- uh, a slave vessel that crashed in St. Vincent, but the Garifoni people themselves knew how to travel to Florida. They knew how to travel to the surrounding islands. How did you know those islands was there? You don't have a, you didn't come off the slave ship with a telescope. How did you know that was there? Then they say, you know, When there was a war going on with the Garifuni and European powers, they was able to escape one island and go to the next. one. Hey, man, these islands is 25, 30 miles apart. Nobody just swimming in the Like, it doesn't make sense, right? So we have to understand, right? Many of us that call themselves African-American, we have to understand this as well. When you see this African title thrown on people in the Caribbeans, Thrown on people in Central America, South America. This, this label just put on them. Most often than not, that's over land rights. Because these folks, we all have the same paint job. We're just dark brown people, right? Because we're dark brown people, they throw African on you, so you have no real rights to the land. If that makes sense. Because he's from Europe right he knows he's from Europe he doesn't hide it but if he tells you you from Africa and everybody else that look like you from Africa when he begins to take land you feel like you have no rights to land because you're not here you know oh it's really somebody else's land and we took it from them and we brought you over so you don't really have no rights to the land like we don't have the rights to the land he kind of play a guilt trip on us but we have to come to the understanding right now is there so much information out there no 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 there were many of us that was already here Right. So again, here on Real Black Contents for a podcast, we talk about Central America, South America, and the islands, right? California. And we also talk about Florida. If we look at this writer, he's saying the very same thing. He talked about the Shireas of Brazil. He talked about the Caribbean of St. Vincent. That's the Garifuni people that eventually the Europeans, when they caught him in St. Vincent, they moved them to where? They moved into to Central America. But again, black folks is already there too. And it's a pattern. Europeans always want to move you to where other black folks is at. So typically on his platform, I always talk about what the Abraham Lincoln story, when he wanted to expel the blacks out of the United States. He didn't want to just, man, there's so many countries in the world. He, he could have just picked any country. But what countries did he pick? Central America, South America, the islands and Africa. Why though? Why not Canada? Why not Canada? Why not go back to Limey Hang out in Europe. You might like it there. Why not China? Like, why? Because he was going to send us, I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln, back to what black folks is already at. I use the same examples all the time. Sometimes you got to drill at home. I, I don't use no new examples. I use the same sources. You have to drill it home, right? So, look, we're going back. We're going back to the document, right? St. Vincent, that's the Garifune people, right? Then he says what? The Yamasee of Florida, which we call the Yamasee tribe. Now, this is the territory that we call the United States. Did you know that writers, all writers, 17th, 18th, and 19th century, all was in agreement that there were black folks in the Americas? But you never heard of that before. Why? What happened to these people? They didn't just disappear. The Garifune people not going nowhere. They're still in New York. They're still in Florida. They're still in the islands. They're still in California. They still know their language. They still know their language. When they came in contact with the Garifune people on the islands of St. Vincent, there was a war because the Garifune people said, yo, don't mix us up with the Africans because the way you're treating them, that's not us. We ain't going for that. And after they had a war, The Garifoni made a deal to go elsewhere for land, right? They went to to Honduras. Many of them went to Honduras. And even in Honduras, they have their own language, right? So even you got a brother that come along as brilliant as Dr. Sevi come along. And he know how to use all of these herbs to heal people and things of this nature. Where do you think he learned that from? You can't get nobody from West. He can't have a West African legacy and come over here and he have generations of people where they understand. No. In order for you to start making herbs and roots and cure, them folks got to be from that land already. They already got to be there. He was from Honduras. This is the same place where the Garifuni people are from, but they getting that African label slapped on them, right? And on another conversation, we did an article about that, or I should say, we read an article about that because it's a fight for land grab now so they got to put the African label on them and a lot of those Garifune people are resisting the African label like no we was always here right but let, let's go back let, let's go back to it. it's a lot we can get out of this the Yamasee tribe in Florida which they're really not from Florida but I can't say well I take that back they are from Florida we call it Florida today right They were from the area right around Georgia, though, which back in the day was Florida. And then they were moved down to what we call today, Florida. Right. But did you know there were a pocket, a group, a population of black folks already here? So what happened to them during the slave trade? Did they disappear? Like what happened? (laughs) Nothing happened. The Yamasee tribe is still here. They still here. They still black people that haven't changed. But that's just something that, you know, if you're not going to tell the story, the European is not invested enough to tell the story. He's going to put you in the hub. He's going to put you in Africa. So when you see a brother that's from the Yamasee tribe, you think he's a Estalusta, which means he's a half breed. He's a black person that mixed in with the yellow Indian. And it didn't work that way no 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 he was the black one that was here he was here before the slave trade he was already here right that's something we have to talk about that's not being talked about But you got the source right you may not believe me some people don't believe me I'm an original man I show you a source from a, you know when I show you the devil's work you believe it this is what it is then right then he talked about the dark complexes of California. We're going to drop down one more and we're going to close out. It says, such again is a tribe of which Balboa saw some representatives in his passages of the Edmonds of Darien in 1513. Yet it would seem from the expressions may use of the Gomorrah that these were true Negroes. This type was well known to the Spaniards, right? We're going to come back to that. And if they had encountered black men with glossy hair, like the Shiraeus, they would have undoubtedly have been much impressed by it and would have mentioned the fact. So what is the writer saying here? When Nunes Balboa, because when you hear the term or when you hear the name or see the name Balboa, they're talking about Nunes and they talk about the Itmas of Darien. And what that is, is that, see, when these Europeans came to the Gulf of Mexico, They were trying to figure out a cut-through to get to the Pacific Ocean. See, Panama was a cut-through, right? That's the Itmas. So, when Nunez first arrived in Panama, what he noticed was that there was uh, yellow Indians, or we can say red Indians, right? Maybe that's a better term. When Nunes Bellboy came in contact with the red Indians, and he noticed that there was black folks that was there in Panama, he asked the Indian chief, like, yo, where do these black folks come from? Because in Nunez's mind, these folks come from Africa. Now, Nunez was known for what? Uh, he was known for being the first anti-LGBT person. That's what he really got known for because there were red Indians that was um, practicing the lifestyle of uh, what we today would call uh, transgender or transvestites. There were men looking like women, right? They were effeminate men, right, in the red community, right, the red Indian community in panama so what balboa did was he put the dogs on him and he killed them. he killed them viciously and violently he didn't kill him quick with the sword he did this as an example to try to tell the other natives this is what not to do right nevertheless right different story for a different day but that's how he got his popularity he seen black folks that was there so he asked the indian chief where these black folks come from and the indian chief described to him yo they come from A two days journey south of here Panama south of here two days journey that's where they have their village at so Nunes is shocked he just had no idea that right but these are things that's not going to be taught to us in public school not private school not HBCUs we never heard of this idea every time you see a person with our paint job he comes from Africa and that's cool right that's cool because you know, many of our people got the dashiki, and every Friday we pull out the dashiki and all of that. <laughs> but we what? But what I want to say this again, though. I want to say this too. The writer is also saying that this type, we talk about the Negroes, right? This type was well known to the Spaniards, meaning that if anybody going to know a Negro, it's going to be a Spaniards and the Portuguese, because I mean, not for nothing. This is where the term come from right negro that comes it's a portuguese term but you know in the united states we really don't separate them because we see spain and portugal at the same place I- i've always seen it at the same place because i'm just from the states we don't split up spanish and portuguese we just they're all the same people to us so the writer again he's going back saying if these negroes right that these explorers seen if they had like the glossy hair like the straight black curly hair, like the red Indian and have, right? They would have identified that and said that as well, but they didn't. They had the typical Negro hair. The woolly hair, the kinky hair, the nappy hair. Like uh, <laughs> you know, it right. I'm going old school on you guys. There's a term they called non-ether hair, right? One of the old teachers used to use that term, that non-ether, meaning your hair curls up in the number nine. It's curly. This is how they explore seeing these Negroes. And again, he's like, if anybody should know, the Spaniards should know. Because the Spaniards always dealt with Negroes. This is where the term come from. The Spaniards always had a contact with the West Africans ever since like 1420s, right? Um, the Spaniards have always had a close contact and relationship with the Moors. So they know what Negroes look like. And even if you go back in time, you'll see that Negro and Blackamoor it's the same thing it's not two different things it's the same thing right we pointed it out on uh, another conversation that we had in the archives as well so yeah to answer your question absolutely there were black folks here in the Americas prior to the slave trade right prior to Colombia's finding quote-unquote America right and the people did not disappear the Garifoni people are still here they just got an African label on them. They was always here. The Yamasee tribe is still here. They're not going anywhere. They're still here. It's just what it is. They're not going anywhere. Now, this is why I self-identify as a black American. I don't use the term African-American. I understand that when it came to the, the, uh, the development of America through plantations, through slavery, The West Africans were brought to the plantations and while on that plantation the women, the black women, Africans, Ashanti, Igbo, uh, Ephi, Yoruba, etc. They didn't have control over their own bodies and then there was a slave code about for the most part the brown had to deal with the brown, right? So while that's in place, while that's in place. You're creating a new species. Black Americans are a hybrid. They're a mixture. The Black African, the Black Aboriginal, the Black African, and the Red Aboriginal. The Black African and the East Indian mix, right? (laughs) That's right. The East Indian mix. And we talk about that on this platform because, uh, you know, we have a running joke. When a black person says that grandmama is Indian, we always say, well, what kind of Indian was she, right? Was she like the black Indian, like the Yamasee that was always here? Was she like the red Indian or was she the East Indian? Because the East Indian was on the plantation as indentured, like the Africans was, but the Africans were slaves, right? Many of our people don't know this, but I'll tell you what. See, Kamala Harris is not the first East Indian that has been reclassified as a black person. They have always done that in history in the Americas. They have always reclassified East Indian as Negroes. In fact, if you look at the document paperwork, you will see it's East Indian or the USA Asiatic Indian. And then that classification changed to Maluto. They will call it East Indian a Maluto on paperwork just because and then you'll notice that that maluto that changed to people of color and then that changed to negro they reclassify east indians to negroes so when us on real black Consciousness forum podcast say that many indians were reclassified to negroes we're not necessarily uh, talking about um the red indian we're talking about the Yamasi, the black Aboriginal Indian and the East Indian both was converted over on paperwork. But nobody disappeared because they still have their culture. They still have everything that's associated with them. The Yamasi is still here. The Garaphone is still here. The California Indians are still here. These people did not disappear. They're still here, right? So yeah, yeah, that's that's today's conversation, right? We pull it right out the book, right the document you have it you seen it uh, most importantly you got the source um and yeah man we, we're going to talk about one more thing before we let out right i want to talk about this term um copper color before we go because um the comments is the engine and fuel to the machine right so let me pull up one more thing we're gonna pull up some copper color. All right. So what we have in front of us right now, and again, we're going to talk about copper color, right? That term. We got the life and times of Frederick Douglass. This is written by himself, his early life as a slave, right? His escape from bondage and his complete history to the present time. So we're going to go right down to page 32. Right. And again, we're talking about this term copper color. We're going to close out on this because, again, we had the conversation already with black folks in the Americas. And the answer is yes. There were black folks already in the Americas. So yes, there do. Um, there are some of our people, a segment of us that have a bloodline that connects us to this land and this land only, right? That is a historical fact. Um, and if you think otherwise, it's okay. That means you've just been reading the literature of 20th century and 21st century writers. No big deal. Isn't, they're not trying to necessarily lie to you or pull a wool over your eyes. They're looking at the hub, right? Just like we look at white folks in the hub. We say all white folks come from Europe, right? Now, we can probably do a little bit more digging and find out that that's not true. May, they may come from other places in the world, but that's just the hub. So no matter where we see a devil at in the whole world, the minute we recognize he or she is a devil, they say, okay, this person is European. <laughs> so just the way... That we do that to them they do that to us no matter where they see a person of color a black person an original man and woman all over the planet no matter where they see us they say okay this guy's from Africa right they do the same thing so it, it is what it is copper colored right page 32 uh, the life and times of Frederick Douglas we're getting this right after South. dot unc.edu page 32 and it says as the day advanced the heat increased and it was not until the afternoon that we reached the much dreaded end of the journey right so freddie douglas right peace be upon him they moved from plantation to plantation and now they're on their way to another plantation they're almost at the destination and he says, here I found myself in the midst of a group of children of all sizes and many colors. So he's going to talk about the shades of the children that he came across, right? He says, they're black, brown, copper colored, and nearly white. I had not seen so many children. As a newcomer, I was an object of special interest. Okay, so now let's talk about the term copper color. We see a certain community, right? The Aboriginal community. They take this term copper color to mean like it's dark brown, uh, brown and all this. You know, they show you the penny. They got the music playing in the background, right? And uh, they're misleading a lot of people, right? Unfortunately, they just misleading a lot of people. That term comes out of Limeland. It come, it's a European term. It's not an Aboriginal term. In fact, if you really want to get technical, right? Copper color comes out the 1828 dictionary for the most part, but if you looked up the word copper in the very same 1828 dictionary, you will find that the definition of copper is uh, it's like pale red tinged and yellow, not dark brown, uh, almost black or mahogany brown uh, or whatever, whatever they come up with. Pale red tinged and yellow. Right. So let's go back to Frederick Douglass statement. He said he's seen many children of different size and shades, black, brown, copper color and nearly white. Okay. So today he won't say that he'll say black, brown, light skin and nearly white. No, how we say light, bright, damn near white. We don't use that term copper color anymore. Right. That's a term from Limey Land. We don't hold fast to the, um, to like the english language like that but again it's all about the science they didn't have the science to identify shades so today um you know manny pacquiao he'll be copper colored uh fat joe uh cardi b uh drake would be copper colored beyonce would be copper colored um everybody damn near in mexico would be copper colored um you know i hate to stereotype, your time, right but Just for the sake of conversation, everybody in Mexico, like uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Julio Cesar Chavez, and you know all these boxing greats, like Mexican boxing great, the Garcias, they're all copper colored. We won't say copper colored no more. We say light skin. You know what I'm saying? Like we say, like we look at the Garcias in the boxing world and the Chavezes, and we say, okay, they light skin. We won't use the term copper color no more and you know to close out i want to say this as well see mexicans are indigenous they didn't come from nowhere they was always here they didn't just pop up somewhere Sometimes we have this conversation about indigenous people and black folks you know our people is pushing the envelope so hard and that's okay because we just read many of us was always here right nevertheless though we look at these five or six million red indians that we have in the united states and then our people black folks is trying to push their envelope right to get their recognition but we overlook mexicans like this is the most this is the largest the biggest indigenous population that we come in contact with and it seemed like they don't get that respect we just like oh man he's a mexican the mexicans is trying to cross the border and this that and the third and yo check this out right you can't build a border to stop mexicans from coming into this territory that we call the united states because they've been here so long indigenous to the land they know how to deal tunnels underneath the border right (laughs) they can build a tunnel in mexico and it can come up on the other side in california they already proved that or can come up on the other side in texas they already proved that and if there's so many tunnels we know about you got to think about the ones we don't know about that comes from knowing the land you've been here so long you know the land now For all these black folks the 50 million of us everybody all of a sudden because of the invention of the internet saying we're feathers up oh me i'm from turtle island and all this old kind of stuff right (laughs) you know how people take everything to the extreme right we it's just all or nothing with us instead of just really appreciating our true genetic makeup saying listen we are gumbo we mix with everybody the red Indian we black African we black indigenous we mix with the European because he took advantage of our people in the plantation we mix with the East Indian we just don't do that we mix with the Hebrew you know again one of these days I got to pull out the document about the Hebrew that told his story after he came over on the slave trade right and that's a little offensive when you hear the average in the community, they talk about slave trade never existed, right? And that's that's unfortunate, but we just not going to make a bunch of guesses. we going to let the document speak for us, right? So, yeah, copper colored is light-skinned. And, yes, there were black folks in the Americas, and they still in the Americas. They didn't go nowhere. And uh, whether you believe it or not, a lot of you guys' bloodlines... It's mixed up with the kind that comes out of the aboriginals of this land. Right? Peace and black power to you, family. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Y'all really hung out with me this time. You dig? Until next time. Real black content is for a podcast. This big VJ. I get it with you guys later. Peace.